With sunrise just moments away, Catherine Westerhout has no time to lose. Oh, that light's coming up fast. She's come to the abandoned 16th Street train station in West Oakland, hoping to capture photographic gold. I've been um, photographing in abandoned buildings for about 12 years now. And what I am so drawn to is the way the light enters these buildings and the way it carries color from the outside, depending on the time of day. I think in the next five or 10 minutes, we're gonna have the light. That is exactly what I'm looking for. That's the beginning of the sunrise in here. The train station was abandoned after damage from the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake rendered it unsafe. Since then, it's fallen victim to vandals, the elements, and general neglect. But its architectural and historic significance has not gone unnoticed. Over the years, hundreds of photographers have drawn inspiration here. There it is. The train station itself has a special feeling for me because of its history, because of its inherent beauty, but I also grew up in Oakland. And so um, the opportunity to photograph here, um, it feels like I'm giving a little back to my city and helping to pre uh, preserve it. There's been a train depot at 16th and Wood Streets ever since the 1870s when it became the terminus for the Transcontinental Railroad. By 1912, Oakland's status as a major transportation and shipping hub called for a station of loftier proportions and scale. This train station was intended as the entry point to this city, to our city here, a grand statement. It's like, here you are in this important place. It's way bigger than it needs to be for any kind of practical consideration, but, you know, it was a burgeoning economy, a growing state, there was a lot of civic pride, and this was an expression of that. Chicago architect Jarvis Hunt designed the station in the Beaux-Arts style. A typical Beaux-Arts building, you can see its obvious connection to history. Um, the classical architecture, whether it's Roman or Italian Renaissance or French Renaissance, very um, formal, dignified, solid, usually symmetrical. Some of the, the detailing has oak leaves, which is not the most common. It would generally be laurel leaves. So that's a real Oakland kind of, I think that there must have been conscious thought about that because symbolism and iconography in buildings was important. Beyond aesthetics, Jarvis Hunt's design was remarkable for its attention to both form and function, creating a transportation hub that was well ahead of its time. Streetcars came here, the key route system, which connected the whole East Bay to, to San Francisco, was attached to this. So it wasn't just the Transcontinental Railroad and the big trains, it was also the local commuter railroads. All were happening here, and then it was connecting to the city of Oakland and the, and the whole East Bay that was connected through the key route. For decades, the station was a beacon of hope for European immigrants seeking opportunity in California. During World War II, many U.S. Southerners came to work in Oakland shipyards, including Sylvester Hodge's father, who brought his family here from Arkansas in 1946. It's a beautiful building. <laughs> you may not see it as I see it. I see it as it was, even though looking at it, it's kind of strange that it has changed but I can still see it as I did when I arrived as a beautiful structure that wasn't dilapidated. 
and boarded up. And when we arrived here, this was a big building and it was just magnificent and the floors were shiny and the wooden benches where the people could sit, they were beautiful. It was exciting and very exciting. And we actually didn't want to leave the train station. Just four years old at the time, Sylvester was joining his parents, who had come seeking a way out of the poverty and racial strife of the Deep South. I got a little teary-eyed when I was around the side here because I thought about coming here. It told me there was a change coming in my life when we came here and that feeling that I get, like I'm saying right now, I get that feeling like you go back to something that really started you in a new direction. This train station really represents that. And I want to see this remodeled and brought up to the standard that it needs to, to reflect the kind of history that it brought to me and many other people who came here in this community. That's what I would like to see. It's been nine years since Holiday Development purchased the station and its surrounding 30 acres. In that time, several hundred lofts, condos, and townhomes have been built, but the final plan for restoration of the station itself is still a work in progress. In this space, the challenges were pretty overwhelming in terms of figuring out what it should be. Most train stations, when I started to look at how they had been redone, say Washington or Kansas City, are train stations that got renovated and continued to be stations and they append commercial uses to the station and make it more vibrant. It's orphaned because it will never be reconnect to a, a rail line. And it's really a 10,000 square foot building, so it's not nearly as big as some people think. But clearly, it, it's, it's a powerful space for events. In addition to its use as a community event space, neighborhood activists would like to see the baggage wing turned into a museum dedicated to the Pullman Porters. One of the most powerful stories in the history of this building is the Pullman Porters story. C.L. Dellums and A. Philip Randolph organized a work stoppage and uh, brought the railroad to its knees. And from what I've been told, it's the first time uh, a real union involvement that was predominantly run by African Americans was successful and uh, it was powerful. In 2005, Rick Holiday transferred the station to Bridge Housing, a nonprofit development company he felt was best equipped to create a restoration plan in tandem with the community. The city of Oakland has since provided money for redevelopment studies and a nonprofit board of local business and government leaders called RAILS will be charged with running the new community center once it's complete. The biggest challenge for the station is to finish and refine the plan and then with that try to put numbers to it that look credible so that it can attract the money. So if I were having to bid I would say within two years it'll be under construction. One of the elements that I never thought would come forward in approaching this project is how powerful it's been for the photography uh, community. Two weeks after her sunrise shoot, Catherine Westerhout is getting ready to make the final reproductions of her photographs at Electric Works Gallery in San Francisco. Here's the morning piece and with the two perspectives. The photographs will be electronically scanned and prepared in collaboration with digital printmaker Chris Shapiro. Because I think the reason I'm gravitating towards this is how bright and yeah. just yeah. luscious that color is, especially when you see that red and, and the green and that graffiti mm -hmm. in the back. After the final images are produced, they will be displayed as large-scale prints 
at Catherine's upcoming solo exhibition. This building is full of excitement and uh, anticipation, as all places where travels embark and disembark. It's a magical place, and I'm so glad it's going to be preserved.